This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, everybody. Welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it is going good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. We're excited to be here with you tonight. Of course, this is our Wednesday night case update show, so we're going to bring updates and lots of cases we've been following some of them that we have covered and others we're just kind of keeping an eye on because i gotta tell you man it's coming down to the end of the year and because it's Mm -hmm. coming down to the end of the year there are a lot of trials wrapping up it's true it seems like there's kind of a rush on to get lots of stuff done there is because really beyond the end of this week there probably won't be anything else until like the second week of january yeah and so yeah So we want to say welcome to Barbara and EB and Red Girl in the chat. Come on into the chat. We are live streaming on YouTube and on Facebook. So you can join us in the chat in either place and we will see you. And we're excited to get going here. And guess what, guys? We got some snow. And it's really cold. Like, it kind of feels like Christmas outside. It hasn't until like yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. It's feeling a little bit more like Idaho the week before Christmas. Yes, it is. A lot more like Idaho the week before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I am not one to complain about good weather, but I'm sorry. It should be cold and snowy at Christmas time. And if it isn't, there's something wrong with this picture. I know. Though I was really hoping to get uh, my kid home from Montana before we got these storms. And that did not happen. She's going to have... Luckily, she's coming home with a teammate, but ugh. Yeah. Saturday. Saturday's the day. Whew. Yeah, it is. Darn it. Yeah. Well, hopefully she just goes slow. She knows what to do. Yeah. 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 Hey, Jessica and Carmen and GB. Welcome. Glad to have you here. Yeah. Canada says, lucky you where I am in Canada. None. Never thought you'd see that. Wow. We were feeling the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So strange. Red girl going from 30 to 70? Yeah. And Barbara says it's chilly in Tucson. Well, see, the world. Well, it does get chilly in Tucson. I was in Tucson many years ago at the Rock and Gem show in January, like end Mm -hmm. of January. And it was like 45-ish, 45, Mm -hmm. 50. And so we were running around in shirt sleeves because it was (laughs) below zero at home. And we were in a terrible cold snap in Idaho. So in Arizona, it felt amazing. And all the locals are like bundled up in coats and boots and gloves. And, you know, this is cold. (laughs) They're freezing to death. And we were like, this is wonderful. Right. Well, that's funny. Cracked me up. It's all about perspective, right? (laughs) It really is. It really is. Rhonda and I were in California for Thanksgiving one time. We went to this outdoor mall. And yeah, it was like 50 degrees. It felt so great. We weren't even wearing jackets. And I mean, there was no snow, but people were walking around in mucklucks mm-hmm. and like furry coats and stuff. And we were like, wow, okay. Um, <laughs> we take this anytime of the year at home right now. It's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. Uh, GB wanted to know how the cold read show went last night. It was great. Yeah. Good. Super fun. Well, yeah. good, good. Well, let's jump right in. I know you want to talk about dugger so get it out of your system (laughs) yeah we'll we'll dig other duggers here for just a minute yeah um all right so the duggers uh so as you probably already know josh did finally get sentenced yes last thursday morning convicted not sentenced sorry convicted yeah yeah so he was convicted on both counts uh he was immediately remanded and taken straight to the jail 
and uh, has a very creepy, big grin on his face mugshot picture from being, uh, you know, entered into the jail. It's like, what are you smiling about, you weirdo? Yeah. But Ugh, creepy. as soon as it was over, his lawyers took to the, uh, hey, language, took to the horses, uh, or the horses. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, I'm going to come back. Uh, His lawyers immediately took to the podium to the uh, press, you know, to say that we will be filing an appeal. Okay, whatever. Um, Sentencing will take about four months where it's a federal case. Uh, It'll take about four months to get that back in front of the judge. He will have some reports at that time, uh, pre-sentencing reports, so that he understands uh, his uh, propensity to reoffend and, you know, all of the recommendations from the prosecutor and all of those things and then he will make that a recommendation so with that being said the next day we learned that Jana Duggar the oldest sister has charges from September for endangering a child good lord these people well and this is what's so wild about it right because this did not hit the news until the day after Josh is convicted. Yeah. They managed to keep this under wraps until then. So she did an interview with uh, us news or us news and said, I'm only sharing this because the media is having a field day with it all. Uh, Yeah, they are. People have kind of had enough of you, Duggars. Uh, She said, I prefer a more private life, which is hilarious considering that you've uh, been a co-star in two different uh, reality shows. So I don't think you do. Right. But I know my last name means that everything we do is open to public criticism and interest, especially during this time. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't like or dislike Jana or anything, but come on. Right. Give me a freaking break. So here's what she says happened. I was babysitting a few months ago, and the rumor is she was babysitting Josh's kids uh, while his wife was spending time with him. When one of the children wandered outside alone, a passerby who saw the child called police. This resulted in a written citation as well as a follow-up with child welfare, who concluded that it was an accident and the child was unharmed. They recognized it was a case of a child slipping out of the house when you turn your back for a moment. It all happened so quickly and was scary. I am grateful for law enforcement and those who protect and serve our community. I was certainly never arrested like some have implied. In the end, I was just upset at myself that it happened at all, but so thankful that it ended safely. And that's truly what mattered the most to me. So she does have a court date in January. Uh, She could get as much as 90 days in jail time or just a fine. She pled not guilty. So... We'll see, you know, her family is really supporting her and saying it was just an innocent mistake. Things, these things happen. Well, but unfortunately, not, come on, Duggars. Right. But she's yeah. not like a serial offender or anything. She'll probably just get a fine. Yeah. Oh, Jari, we are talking about Jana Duggar. Yeah, she'll probably just get a fine. But, you know, people are pretty flared up about Duggars right now. So this is, yeah, definitely kind of has people wound up. Right. Well, it makes me think of the Michael Vaughn case that we just covered. Same thing happened to Michael Vaughn's dad and Michael Vaughn disappeared for an undetermined amount of time. He's still missing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that this little kid is okay. Right. Well, there were rumors that when these charges were announced, we didn't know anything about it for a few days. And people had said that there was a toddler wandering along a highway. So I feel like she might be uh, playing this down just a little bit as to, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, how scary this was, how serious this was, you know. But yeah, obviously, this is how children get kidnapped or hit by cars or whatever. So, yeah, gosh, there's just, you know, and I think it's always the case when you have such a huge number of children, Mm -hmm. you have to be willing to then take care of said children. and. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And thank God nothing terrible happened. But, right. you know, we know that terrible things have happened in the Duggar family. And I think people are just feeling a little wary of them right now, you know? Yeah. As evidenced by what happened to old Jim Bob yesterday. 
<laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, he was in a special runoff election uh, as a primary for a Senate seat in their state. And guess what happened? He got his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, it was Jim not Bob good. lost lost the uh, the campaign. He only received fifteen percent of the vote. There are wiser people in Arkansas mm-hmm. than this, obviously, which is awesome. I think is further proof that people have had enough of him. You know, right? Yeah, right, well, Bianca. Bianca says, I don't understand why he stayed in the race. I, that tells you how arrogant this guy is. Yes, exactly. But after his son gets this conviction that he doesn't immediately bow out. Well, he announced this run in October. This was a special election yeah. because someone else dropped out or something. Yeah. So he announced this in October, knowing full well that Josh was just about to go to court. Like, it's crazy that he threw his hat in the ring in the first place. And he had released a Facebook post that he planned to run a pro-family, pro-business, pro-gun, and pro-life campaign. And I think people are kind of starting to see through some of that and go, you know, you are just a big hypocrite. Right? Yeah. Yikes. But anyway, he got his ass handed to him. He's done. He is, which is awesome, fabulous news. Well, and Josh, too, you know, was uh, had been saying all along that he was considering a run into politics and was trying to do that. You know, he'd been rubbing shoulders with all kinds of uh, Republican, uh, you know, politicians before the initial scandal came out with him molesting his sisters. And then the second scandal with Ashley Madison. And then the third scandal with the uh, latest uh, pornography stuff. So. You know. Yeah, they really all need to back off and stay out of the limelight for a while. Yeah. Agreed. That's interesting, Lydia. Did you Yeah, Lydia said I think he ran to pull strings to get his son out early if he won. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, um, some yeah. interesting and sort of strange things going on in the Glade Maxwell trial. First of yeah. all, the prosecution has rested. Yes. Um, although there's been some battling going on. Well, number one, the judge has been out all week because yeah. the judge is going before the Senate for review because President Biden is trying to um, appoint her to a judgeship, mm-hmm. which is interesting that that's happening during this trial. Yeah. But um, the defense has tried to call the attorneys of three of the victims mm-hmm. as witnesses. Yeah. Does this sound a little Mark Meansy to you? Because it does to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the judge said, nope, not happening. Yep. So then there's the question of basically Ghislaine's little black book, which mm-hmm. got quashed, what, in like 2008, it was said to be kept, um, a judge said it had to be kept private because of the information that it held, which seems like a bunch of bullshit to me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's come up again. Well, it came up in 2015, and there were parts of it that were released, but they were redacted. Mm-hmm. And then now they're pushing to release it again. And so yeah. there's a big battle going on around that. And yeah. um, some of that then is a big deal in the Prince Andrew trial. Yeah, because it, you know, is going to show a lot more information. So there's a lot of kind of sideline stuff going on. The actual trial has been on pause all week. They're supposed to be back tomorrow because mm-hmm. the judge is done and back, apparently. Yeah. Um, but they've got all this kind of sideline stuff that's happening. Uh, but it's going to be really interesting to see. Yeah. What do you think the defense is going to do? They say they're going to present 35 witnesses. So what do you think, Katie? What do you think they're going to do? I think that they are going to go from the angle that uh, whatever Epstein did was separate from Maxwell, that she was never anything but professional and polite and that, you know, she's just 
you know, a pawn in this. I think they're going to really just kind of go from that angle of, uh, you know, there's really no proof that she did anything. She was innocent. She's just an innocent bystander. That That's where I think they're going, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which, you know, the, the, the defense, they were so vile to the witnesses. They were so oh. vile to these women that were sexual assault victims. It was hard to watch, particularly the women. Yes. The female uh, attorneys, they were horrible. They were. It was so ugly. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that they're just further trying to attack the credibility of the victims. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, what a stunt to try to, to try to call their attorneys. Mm-hmm. Like, what can they say? I mean, there's attorney client privilege here. Like they can't say anything yeah. and the judge didn't let them, but that makes me wonder, you know, they're going to try to refute because the prosecution put on a lot of extra, of extra witnesses that just said, Yep, I saw her there too. Yep, I saw him there too. Just confirmation over and over and over again. Yeah. So they're going to try to tear that apart. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, yeah. interesting. Paula says, I think they're going to try to say she was a victim. Maybe they will. Yeah. It's possible. Maybe Pretty they will. Uh, willing and an adult with money and the ability mm-hmm. to get away, however. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. But I mean, 35 witnesses for a defense is a lot. Um, yeah, I'm very curious to see what is going to come out of that. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm very curious. But I, I think all... plenty of people just coming to say that I spent plenty of time around Epstein and Maxwell and I never saw anything that was inappropriate. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be yeah. some of that just like character mm-hmm. witnesses. Um. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be interesting because they're going for blood. I mean, she has a powerful team of attorneys. Yeah. Um, Ghislaine is not testifying. Yeah. She's yeah. too fragile, more mm-hmm. uh, making her out to be a victim. There's been a lot of making her out to be a victim mm-hmm. and that they're not going to put her on the stand because she can't tolerate it. Mm-hmm. Which I found to be rather interesting, um, but I'm not surprised I don't know what she could get on and say that would make her seem uh, less of a bitchy narcissist, really. Right. You know, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, Cold, detached, unfriendly, unapproachable, unpleasant. Yeah. She's got that demeanor. She does. Her behavior in court's been really strange. Um, Lots of, uh, you know, kind of her family has been there, some of her siblings, and she's constantly kind of, you know, giving them the little, you know, wave and mm-hmm. sketching the sketch artist, which I thought is so bizarre. Yeah. The person who is drawing the court, you know, because there's no photos allowed. She's sitting over in the, on her table, sketching them while they're sketching her. Just, it's just odd stuff. Her but, own form of defiance. I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, of course, uh, yeah, and, and I think GB, it, you're right, and it needs to be said that she, you know, that she has actively abused the girls as well. I mean, plenty right. of the girls, the witnesses said that she also touched them and, yeah, and participated you know, yeah. acts on them. Yeah. Well, yeah, GB, the thing you have to understand about the Maxwell family is how heavily tied they are to the royal family. Yep. There's way more undertone here about the connections with mm-hmm. the royal family, and they're never going to, no matter how they feel, they are going to show support. Oh, because yeah. this is a very, very powerful family in Europe, yep. and their connections to the royal family go well beyond Ghislaine Maxwell and Prince yep. Andrew. There are pictures of her sitting in the Queen's throne. Yes. And vacationing at the Queen's, uh, one of her vacation properties and all kinds of, uh, you know, things that you just go, okay, so yeah, there's, there's quite the connection here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, her father was very powerful. Her siblings Mm -hmm. have taken up his, have taken up the reins. Her father was a criminal as well, though. He was. Yeah. He was in his death is totally in question. They've never been able to prove if he killed himself or if he was murdered. Mm-hmm. He just drowned off the off his yacht and nobody 
There's, that's never been solved. Yeah. Yes. Own the yeah. daily post. Own the daily post. Yeah. Do you think her siblings really believe her? I don't think they care. I don't either. I don't, I don't think, think they, they care. care at all. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. Her father yeah. was an absolute monster. Mm -hmm. Do you think she's going to get away with it? I don't. No, I, I don't, don't either. Is she going to get what we want her to get? No. Probably not. No. I don't think so. But yeah, I agree. She's going to be found guilty of some of these charges. Mm -hmm. But in the long run, is she going to get as much prison time as she deserves? Probably not. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Very interesting. Just interesting stuff going on because there's so much. Her Prince Andrew's case really hinges on hers. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, a yacht named the Lady Ghislaine. That was her dad's yacht, and that's the yeah. one he disappeared off from. Yeah. But he was uh, about to be revealed and maybe even arrested for uh, criminal behavior when that happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Very interesting stuff. But I will just see. I don't know, you know, but I'm very curious to see what the defense is going to do. Yeah. If they're just going to come out, you know, guns a-blazing, which I imagine they will. Well, the after the way they acted, you know, when the prosecution was doing their work, I would say, yeah, it's going to be unpleasant, super unpleasant. It is, yeah. I, I'm, I'm concerned, but I'm, I'm very. And the fact that it. the black book is not going to be used, yeah. I think that's very frustrating. It is, and I'm not sure if they're done fighting that fight. They had a judge say yes, it could be, and then a judge say no, it couldn't be, and I don't know how far well, they're going to be able to appeal that. The prosecution and the defense have made a deal on that. Oh, they have? Oh, mm -hmm. I missed that. Oh, yeah. No. They've made a deal behind closed doors on that one. So we don't know what the deal is and we don't know why, but they're saying that the black book will not be seized. And that, I hate that so much because you know what that means? Is there are very powerful people in that mm -hmm. book. And we, as the citizens of the United States of America, have the right to know who that is. Absolutely. We have the right to know. And if there are chargeable offenses because of that black book, they should be charged. I don't care who they are. Absolutely. If they were, you know, if there are people that are in power, famous politicians, whatever, mm -hmm. let's get them out in the open and get rid of their sick asses, you know? Yeah. Let's make a big example out of this and start ending some of this shit. Yes. Yeah. Maybe Why didn't try she run to things. France? Uh, sheer arrogance, I think. Sheer well, arrogance. and what state, what country was it that wouldn't have her? Somebody wouldn't have her. Um, well, it wouldn't matter in different states because this is a federal trial. Yeah. This is not a state trial. It's, it's a U.S. versus Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Yeah. Because her charges are federal charges. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, we also have the Kim Potter trial. Yes. Kim Potter is the police officer who fatally shot Dante Wright, uh, claims to have grabbed the wrong gun. She said, mm -hmm. taser, 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 and then shot him with her weapon and killed mm -hmm. him. And yeah. today, a police expert testified that deadly force was not appropriate. And the evidence suggests that a reasonable offer, officer in Officer Potter's position could not have believed it was proportional to the threat at the time. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's nothing here that indicates that this was the right move. It, Obviously. To tase either. Right, right. I mean, yeah. That's what's troubling about it. It's not just that she pulled the wrong weapon, supposedly, and shot him. Right. And her behavior from the... Uh, the body cam footage would indicate that that really was an accident on her part. But it, it would, yeah. But tasing was also not called for. Uh, right. You know, due to their own protocols, you do not tase someone that's behind the wheel of a car ever. Right. Yeah. And she did. Mm -hmm. She did. And only if they're protecting, you know, if, she, if they were going to hit, he was going to hit officers as he drove away. According to the body cam footage, that is not the case. Right, because he did drive away, and no officers were hit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, so they're basically saying no matter what, no matter which weapon she used, she didn't have a right to use either. No. 
So what um, happened? So this was the case in which an officer, there were actually three officers there. They were trying to re- arrest a suspect. Uh, he was pulled over for expired tags and an air freshener hanging from the rearview mirror, which apparently in Minnesota mm-hmm. is illegal. And so he was pulled over and then they discovered that he doesn't have a driver's license and that he had a warrant. And yeah. so they were trying to arrest him and he was resisting and he climbed back into the car and for whatever reason she says that she thought that he was going to try and drive away and he would hit the officer on the other side because there was an officer officer johnson on the other side on his girlfriend's side the problem with that is he did drive away after she shot him she yelled taser 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 as she pulled out her loaded weapon and shot him right in the chest point blank yeah killed Um, him right there killed him right there but he the car drove away and drove down a hill spasm and he yeah hit the gas and wrecked with an elderly couple and seriously injured the man in fact he's he died he didn't die from that but he never recovered from it fully yeah and so then of course uh you know she was charged uh after some serious media pressure and her captain ended up resigning over it Right. Like it was pretty scandalous the way it was happening, you know, the way it happened. They were trying to handle it in-house and mm-hmm. not see it as a criminal act. Yeah. But, you know, his girlfriend was sitting in the passenger seat next to him. Yeah. And her testimony is absolutely gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And yes, talking about horrible. trying to prop him up and trying to see what's wrong and trying to get him to talk to her. And he's just mm-hmm. gasping and gasping and gasping for air. And mm-hmm. then he just dies. Yeah, because she shot him in the chest. It's yeah. horrifying. But there's also Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on a whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days In, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. You know what this did to her. Can you imagine? And she was in the car as it went down the hill and wrecked, you know, like. Yeah, she was injured in the accident as well. Yeah. And they murdered him right in front of her. I mean, it's it's horrifying. It's it's absolutely awful. And and Kim Potter is a 26-year veteran. Yeah. She was training an officer when this happened. Yeah. It's not like she was a newbie. And so, you know, we had talked about this uh, in depth on our TikTok live last week. But, Christy, you made a good point. You said, what the hell was going on with her? Why was she that rattled, that scattered? that willing to uh, pull a weapon, it, it it's hard to imagine what was going on in her head. You know, it makes and again, me wonder if that's going to come up in the defense. Well, it should. It should. Because mm-hmm. perhaps she shouldn't have been out there in the first place. Right. You know. But what they're, but this, this um, witness today is basically saying, no matter what, she shouldn't have shot him. Whether it was a taser or a gun, this was the wrong choice and it was against their protocol. Yeah. And that is a really, really important part of this case. Yeah. That no matter what, she shouldn't have done it, whether it was an accident or not, about which weapon she pulled, she shouldn't have pulled a weapon at all. No, no. And that, I I, I mean, I hate to use a phrase that might be a little unsettling, but that's the nail in her coffin, I think. Yeah. If she should have never have been even pulling her taser, mm-hmm. then no matter what her action was after that point that she made the decision to do that, she murdered this guy. Yeah. It's she awful. She actually dropped to her knees and yelled, I killed that boy. I am going to prison. Yeah. And the uh, officer she was training that was with her, Officer Lucky, said, no, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. But no, she knew. Not. She knew. She did. And I, I mean, it's not that I don't feel it's for awful. her. Right. But hell, right. if you're putting yourself in that position, you better freaking be ready to do it. Mm-hmm. If this is your job, you take on that responsibility. Mm. Yep. And yes, she needs to be held accountable because, well, per normal, this, we can't let things like this just slide. 
um, let it be okay and let it be normalized. It, we can't. Right. Yeah. yeah. We can't at all. Uh, let's see, Katie, do you want to talk about what happened with the crumbly parents in court? Yeah. So crumbly parents were in court uh, yesterday. It was very interesting to watch them both be led into the courtroom. So the table where their attorneys were, there was a chair on either side of their two attorneys. And they put him on one side and they put her on the other. They're really not supposed to have any contact with each other. They did, however, but uh, they're really not, they're not supposed to. But at any rate, um, it was interesting. Um, there's a little concern with the judge that uh, there could be a conflict of interest that they are both being represented by the same firm. Yeah. And she made that very clear and really made them both speak up and, and, you know, attest to the fact that they are completely okay with being, you know, and understand that being represented by the same firm could be a conflict of interest down the road. Uh, kind of made them answer for that. And they were both kind of just looking at their attorneys and they were going, just say yes. Okay. Yes, your honor. You know, yeah, they know. didn't really, they looked like shit. Oh man. They looked horrible. horrible. They looked horrible. shell shocked. Yes. Yeah. yeah they, like they had no idea what they were supposed to do or say or. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he particular he looks so gaunt. Yeah, he, he just did. looks gaunt. He mm -hmm. looks awful. Yes. Um, they were talking, they were scheduling some pretrial stuff. Uh, the, prosecution has only provided them with they figure a third of discovery at this point because they haven't received it yet either right there's so much for law enforcement to go through and you know the prosecutor said the law enforcement is working literally 24 7 right now to get all of the witness statements all of the video footage all of the everything to us but it's taking a long time so they had turned over to them about 15 or about 500 pages of uh, discovery, but they said, that's only about a third of it. We haven't even seen it yet. We're all going mm -hmm. to need more time. This is what was really awesome about it. They were so respectful with each other. This sure was were. no belligerent turd circus in court at all. No. The two attorneys representing the Crumbleys, the judge, the prosecutor, they were all very amicable with each other. They were very professional. It was really nice to see that. It really was. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's basically it. They'll be back in court, I believe, in February. But, you know, they were basically yeah. just asking for more time on both sides for discovery. And I loved it's it. February when, 8th for the pretrial. Mm -hmm. I loved it when the uh, prosecutor, you know, laid her case for giving them more time. And the judge asked the defense if they agreed with that or, or if they had any objection to that. And they said, uh, no, your honor. In fact, we're going to join that request. I thought, yeah. how cool is that? You know, well, so professional. Well, like in Vallow court, yeah. for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. There would have been a snide comment, some kind of a dig or a cut, you know, from accusation defense attorneys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but in this case, they were like, yeah, no, they're right. This is huge. We, we have to have more time. It was, yeah. I loved it. That was great, honestly. Mm -hmm. It was. Now, crazy that, uh, or, or maybe you're going to talk about Ethan. Oh, no, I'm not. Um, so Ethan's attorney, you know, Ethan has a public defender. Right. And she is asking the courts to return him to the juvenile facility. Ah. She says that there is no reason. He's in a solitary cell in the, the jail. The same place his dad is. Ethan had no idea that his parents had been arrested or that oh they were in the same building he was until oh his God. attorney let him know that a day or two ago. He had no idea. Oh, wow. And she told him there's a TikTok. In fact, we could watch it. Should we watch it? Yeah, let's do. Let's do. That's, it's God. very helpful. I mean, it, I. It is I'm, sad. It's hard to feel bad for this kid, but in a way I do because of I what do his feel parents bad have done. God. I have been really surprised that I have been feeling some compassion for Ethan. I mean, obviously not because what he did was right in any way, you know, but, but wow. 
his parents are shit, you know? They are. They are. But, what? Sorry, I'm just finding this. Uh, it, well, it's it's like they made this about themselves. Yeah. You know, even even in him being arrested and, you know, on video, killing kids at his school, they've made this about themselves. Yes. I mean, it tells you a lot about how he's grown up and a lot yeah. about why he is the way he is. I mean, I it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and yeah so much discovery for a spontaneous action right paula yeah yeah there's there so much more, more they know to... yes absolutely okay i'm gonna uh share a screen here and we'll listen to this tiktok i think it uh explains what's going on there better than i can just from paraphrasing so sure. i love that we have this technology honestly oh, this is amazing yeah okay that's right, friend. His parents are putting in a motion for bond that's going to be hurting. That's Jenny. Children's Village, a juvenile facility in Pontiac that a court-appointed guardian ad litem for Ethan Crumbly argued he should be sent back to Monday in court. I'm not being humorous when I say this, but he could still at least be in school. I mean, there are things he is still 15 years of age. Crumbly held in a small cinder block cell inside of a clinic at the Oakland County Jail away from adult inmates with checks by corrections officers every 15 minutes. Access to only food and mental health care. He didn't know his parents, James and Jennifer Crumbly, were all under the same roof. I was the one to actually tell him that his parents were in custody at the same jail and that they were charged. He doesn't have access to a television or any type of media device. Um, so he was not aware until I told him. Paulette Michelle Lofton is Crumbly's court-appointed attorney. And I really can't say what he's voiced to me because of the attorney-client privilege, but I am sure a 15-year-old who's never been in trouble before is probably a little bit fearful for his current surroundings. Oakland County Assistant Prosecuting Attorney Mark Keast adamantly against returning Crumbly to Children's Village, citing an imminent danger to other kids there. I can't imagine a situation where we could put this defendant in a school environment after what he did on November the 30th, Judge. Ultimately, Judge Nancy Karniak doubled down on her earlier decision. He'll stay put at the Oakland County Jail. Again, do you understand and agree to that? Yes, ma'am. Look out for what is best interest. It's not being at the jail. I believe his needs can be... Mm. Oh, there you go. Wow. Yeah. This whole situation is so ugly and awful. And yeah. and it is something we have to remember that he is a child. He's 15. And no matter what he's done, he needs to be protect, protected as a child. Mm-hmm. I know they're yeah. talking, they're going to charge him as an adult, but he is only 15 years old. And maybe Children's Village isn't the right place to him for him. But is there another place for him? Another juvie that he could go that's maybe a little more hardcore where, you know, there's more security and it's less of a school setting? I don't know. It seems uh, like they're not super equipped for a kid like him Yeah, in their community. Yeah. Yeah. But, of course, they have to keep the other kids in Children's Village safe. Right. And that's a huge issue. uh, Yeah, that's that's the issue, I would imagine. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. It it's this is a very hard one for me. I you know in no way am I excusing what Ethan did, and I think he deserves all of the books thrown at him. You know, obviously, but what do you do with this kid? Right. What do you do with him? Where do you? He is a child. Because he's certainly not safe with adults. You can't just put him with adults. No, definitely no, and you definitely can't put him in there because his dad is there. And they can't yeah. have any contact, you know, per no. the court, of course. Well, and yeah. Rock Girl says, should he be in a mental health facility? Good question. But is there a mental health facility that can house him? That is the question. What does their state have to offer that can protect other residents? And it mm-hmm. it sounds to me like they're lacking. Yeah. You know, here in Idaho, we have a state hospital probably where he would be. Yeah. Um, at this point that is that is for youth mm-hmm. but that is yeah. meant for you know they have a wing for criminal offenders you know that kind of a thing but yeah. they may not have 
these things in his state. Or they do, and his lawyers just have to seek them out and get the correct uh, requests and orders in place. Obviously, Children's Village probably doesn't want him and doesn't feel like this is the right place for him. But I do hope we find a place for him that is not where he currently is. I I do, too. I do, too. Um, You know, we treat adults with humanity. We have to treat children with humanity, too, when they're in prison. Yeah. I don't know. This whole situation is so awful. It just turns my mm-hmm. stomach. Yep. Yep. Yes, it is. But so some interesting things there for sure. Uh, can you imagine that being told by his attorney? Well, your parents have been arrested and charged because of what you did. And they're here in this very jail you're in. Yeah. Can you imagine, well, you know, and they ran and had to yeah. be caught and brought back. And I. Yeah. The whole thing is heartbreaking. All of this is heartbreaking. Things have obviously been going wrong in that family for a long time Yep. to yep. get to this point. Yep. I, I think a mental health facility is a good option as well. I agree with you entirely. Yeah. Especially if they because, have one equipped for a child yeah. like him. Especially because there's a lot to learn about Ethan right now. There's a lot right. to learn about Ethan. Um, yeah. Uh, Fran, well, good point. Get there. Yeah. Where, where they have to evaluate him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if they do ever move him or they don't. But I know. Uh, Fran pointed out, your, and thank you for that. Uh, his attorneys, his parents' attorneys also said they're putting in another motion for bond or a motion for bond. Yeah. Uh, sounded like they probably won't do that till February as well. But that's. Uh, no, it's in January. They oh, said it's it on- in January. January 7th or something like that. Yeah. 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 It seems like a wretched upbringing. It sure does. We have heard whispers from others that uh, he has always been pretty neglected. They spoiled him in some ways, but this boy was not uh, cared for. He just wasn't basically cared for. Well, you know, my daughter made a good point. My teen, one of my teenage daughters, well, my only teenage daughter, she said, look at his face, mom. She's like, he's, not his face isn't washed his hair is not clean his eyebrows grow all the way together like who mm-hmm. was helping this kid with hygiene and just basic taking care of himself because yeah. he he wasn't you know yeah. yeah i mean i know that's not a smoking gun oh horrible horrible i'm sorry that's a horrible uh <laughs> <laughs> horrible choice of words come Whoops. on stupid, get it together uh, but <laughs> But, you know, I, I know that's not everything, but those are things that you, you notice about kids that are being taken care of at home or aren't. Right. It, it's it's very true. It's it's very true. So there is so much more for us to learn. Yeah. And they'll be doing lots of assessments of him over time and stuff. But it's just yeah. crazy that really his parents' situation has overshadowed his own, which is really strange. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I have one more case to share. And then did you, I think you had a DNA for the win. Yes. Awesome. All right. Well, this is a case we're going to start following. This is Rajiv Black. Um, So Rajiv Black was live streaming outside his ex-wife's house on Facebook. This is just chilling, you guys. He's looking into the camera lens and he's confessing that he's murdered his pregnant Mm ex-girlfriend. He says, anyway, I just did something crazy. I just shot my ex-girlfriend in the head. Felt like a dream. I never thought I would be that guy. I can't go to prison. So the person that really started my depression and all of this is my ex-wife. So she next. Then I'm going to do myself too. And and he says, oh, there's my ex-wife right now. And he turns the camera toward her as he's running, like charging at her. And he says, today is the day as the video cuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, apparently, um, he's been in a custody battle with his ex-wife where he's been um, accused of molesting his children in their custody battle. He did then take his own life. Um after he killed his ex-girlfriend and his ex-wife mm-hmm. and he you know he didn't actually live stream the murders thank god yeah um, 
they did find his little children, fortunately, in his Safe. car. Yeah. 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 Safe so, and orphans. Yes. Yeah. Their mother, their father, and their mother's girlfriend are all dead. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we'll see more come out about this situation. We'll talk about it a little bit more. But it is the reason I want to cover things like this is because this is what domestic violence looks like. Yes. And yeah, it's so scary that um, things can come to a head like this. But this is domestic violence speaking right here. Mm-hmm. And so we'll keep an eye on this case. I'm sure there'll probably be some more things that come out about him and sort of what's happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the lady pregnant with his baby? I think so. That was the my understanding. Found, yeah. yeah. The news I found hasn't doesn't say specifically. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I do think so. That was kind of alluded to. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, so horrifying situation, but it is a reminder for us how important it is to help people get safe and safety plans and prepared in a situation where there's domestic violence because it can end in this. Yeah. Yeah. So Katie, you have some good news for us. Well, kind of. I mean, (laughs) mean, it's a DNA for the win case. So this lovely lady right here was known as Yonkers Jane Doe for about 30 years. Her body was found in a dumpster in Yonkers and was never identified. And just recently, they have been able to uh, find out who she was. They did know that she was a victim of a serial killer in New York named Robert Schulman. Mm. He was a postal worker from Hicksville, Long Island. And he mm. had been murdering women using barbells and a baseball bat oh, and dismembering God. them and throwing various body parts in uh, dumpsters around New York City and Long Island. And yeah. Yeah, and he was arrested in the 90s, but they have never been able to identify this body. So uh, they now know using DNA and familial DNA that this is Marisa Hammonds. She was found in a Yonkers dumpster on June 27th, 1992. She was a mother of two young sons uh, living in New Jersey. She was 31. For the last 29 years, she's been listed as missing. Why? She was a sex worker. All of his victims were. And nobody was working to find Marissa. Nobody. But as DNA has gotten more and more prolific, one of the detectives uh, in Yonkers wanted to figure out who she is. Mm -hmm. So... He was able to, this was Detective Geis, he worked through the FBI, and they used a specialized team to put her uh, DNA into private genealogy websites. Well, guess what? Her cousin had submitted her genealogy to uh, some of these sites because of her missing cousin, Marissa. Oh, wow. And that's how they figured out who she was. That's really cool. What's amazing about it is that her, she has an adult son named Jason uh, D. Tripani. And Jason didn't know much about his mom. Uh, he knew that he ended up uh, in foster care and adopted when he was really little. Uh, when he turned 18, he really wondered why his mom never came looking for him. But uh, that's really all he knew. So mm-hmm. now he knows why his mom didn't come looking for him, what happened to her. He also learned that he has aunts, uncles, and cousins in Michigan. Oh, that's so good. And he was able to go to Michigan uh, for Thanksgiving and meet them and spend time with them and discovered this whole loving family that loved his mother. And he's got to learn a lot about her and see pictures and understand who she was. And, you know, it's it's extremely healing for him. Uh, So it's, I mean, the whole situation is really sad, but it's definitely a DNA for the win kind of case. 
It is. And at least for him, he's gotten reconnected with his family. And at least he knows, you know, so many of our cases, families that don't know, you know, two of our cases Mm -hmm. this week. Well, three, actually, all three of our cases this week are either they don't know where their family member is or they don't know what happened to them and why. And I think that unknowing that not knowing is so incredibly painful and to at least have some closure. Yeah. Maybe they can even have a funeral for her and like, you know, right. Really, um, you know, give them a chance to, to grieve her. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, if you want to know about our serial killer, Shulman, he received a death sentence for one of the murders, but that was later resentenced to life in prison without parole, but he died in April of 20, 2006 in prison. Uh, uh, they said of natural causes at the age of 52. Hmm. So I don't know what that means, but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe so. Hmm. So, which, you know, that sucks. That bastard only did about 10 years before he died for murdering five women. Definitely not enough. Not enough no. time. But yeah, I'm so glad for her son that he got his family back finally yes yep yep it's it's a definitely a bittersweet story but what an amazing uh turn of events for him yeah yeah well it's why dna is so important and we have to Mm -hmm. keep watching what's happening with dna because we're going to see so many of these cases solved this way yeah yep i wish it would deter current serial killers Yep. Um, and, you know, current murderers in general, it doesn't seem to, but. Mm-hmm. I know it does suck that it seems like these cases, you know, it has to be all of the uh, good to see you, Jari. Uh, you know, that it's uh, it's taking this long for these cases to be solved. That has to get better and catch up. It will. But yeah, it, it will. Yeah, it's true. Well, um. We will be back tomorrow, Thursday, at 4.30 p.m. Mountain over on our TikTok. Uh We do a live stream. We do a um, true crime chat over there. Yeah. And we we will be able to talk about the first day of the defense in the Maxwell case, which I think will probably be most of what we talk about. See Mm -hmm. what they're going to start with, see where this goes, but we'll just be chatting for an hour about what's going on with various cases that are current right now. And then we'll be back tomorrow night at 7 PM mountain for the psychic hour. Yeah. So we've still got lots to do this week. Yes, we do. Most definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys do know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Make sure that you check out our cases that have already aired this week. The update on the Delphi murders, um, Michael Vaughn and uh, Justin Bianco. So be sure and check those all out. And join us live tomorrow on TikTok. It's going to be lots of fun. So thanks for being here, everybody. Thanks, guys. Take care. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.